just me, the fucking wolf of Bear Wolf, the host of the Grove, as you know it. Josh isn't here today. No guest is here today. It's just me. You gotta have some special lonely time with me today. It's very exciting for the both of us. I say the both of us because it's probably just Wade, but that's fine. I'm sure there's some people out there who will appreciate me. I know y'all love me. But today we're going to talk about, uh, I don't know, I think I think I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to talk about why I believe that uh, this kind of stuff is important. I know that we don't really talk about the paranormal too much anymore. Uh, we, You know, the weird science kind of sticks around, but paranormal and storytelling kind of got, have gone the wayside for, you know, the laughs, and which is fine. I, I'm not going to complain about it. You know, I think that it's been going pretty good, and I think that... I think that we're doing pretty well. Everybody, you know, I've always had a good time doing it, but I think that, uh, I think it's important that we get back to our roots and I talk about why, why I think it's important that we do talk about the paranormal and we talk about ghosts and aliens and all that stuff because it's a part of history. There's irrefutable evidence that ghosts and aliens at least have both been at least part of folklore for about as long as stories have been around. I mean, shit, you go back to some of the, you know, aliens maybe have come in a little bit later once we've explored the cosmos a little bit more, I suppose. But uh, ghosts go back as far as even, you know, uh, one of the oldest spoken word tales, the the Odyssey, or the Iliad, not the Odyssey. uh, The Odyssey. The Iliad. Um... You know, this this goes back to maybe not necessarily ghosts, but we talk about spirits. We talk about, you know, just the underworld in particular. We talk about life and death and the existence of some sort of space in between. It's been a piece of history about as long as we've been telling stories. So I think that it's disingenuous not to, you know, bring it up that this this stuff is important to society. Man, that was a fucking ridiculous point, but I think it is true. I think that it's important that we bring it up. I think it's personally, it's it was it's always personally been fascinating to me on multiple levels. Um, I I grew up loving books. I I you know I learned how to read very early, or I was taught how to read. I didn't. I wasn't some sort of phenom. I wasn't like a you know prodigy of reading. I just I was read to as a kid. So I, I I picked up words and I I really began to love storytelling and I really I learned to just enjoy stories and you know listening to stories reading stories eventually you know when I was able to writing stories and the more that I you know I you know I picked up fiction and real life fiction just started getting you know boring cuz when you're a kid, you don't. I, 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 at least in my opinion, I stopped caring about you know the simple stuff. You know, like Nate the Great, where it was some dumb kid reading fucking, or not reading. He was he was solving fucking bullshit mysteries. It was bullshit books, and I I was made to read them because I was forced to read quote unquote within my level. But I knew even at that age, like I was a good fucking reader. Like I wasn't. I was reading so much better than my dumb fucking classmates at that time. It was really just it. It was just irritating because the books were boring. They were simple. I hated them. Nate the Great, fuck those books. If you read them, if you read them as a kid and liked them, fuck you. 
Integrate sucked. Fucking second grade ass detective fucking figuring out who the fuck stole a ba- Like, oh, it's a baseball pun. Fuck you. Piece of shit. Don't fucking write a book based around a pun, you dumb piece of shit. No fucking kid wants to give a shit about Nate the Great's bullshit baseball adventures. Fuck off. I'm totally over it. No, instead, I, uh, I like the Magic Treehouse. Magic Treehouse was pretty dope. I always thought that that was pretty neat. I feel like Magic Treehouse had some ghosts in it. I don't really remember. I know they talked about dinosaurs, but uh, that was uh, kind of the inklings of the sparks where I realized, like, oh, shit, books can... I mean, also, I, think I, I guess technically I grew up listening to Harry Potter, but Dad didn't really talk too much about time travel until I'd already started with Magic Treehouse books, which sparked my interest in time travel. I guess I didn't give it as much of a thought as deeply as, you know, I do now. I believe that time travel is distinctly possible as far as, uh, theoretically, time travel is 100% possible. Uh, uh, practically, probably not. I don't necessarily see how, unless, unless we were able to transmit our thinking, consciousness, whatever you want to call it, our ability to think as who like whatever you want to call i guess i would call this consciousness we were able to transfer our consciousness as information faster than light which i believe is distinctly possible i think that it's not unlikely that we could do that if we were able to transmit our consciousness as energy from one place to another time travel would be distinctly possible it would be the application of a vessel so you know when people are talking if time travel is real how, how come it hasn't happened yet well there are no acceptable time travel vessels. In reality, if you really think about it, like, if my theory, or I get, I get hypothesis, I don't know what the fuck you want to call it, if what I believe to be possible for time travel is to be true, there would need to be some sort of receiver. Somebody would have to build a receiver for the consciousness to enter. You can't just willy-nilly go back into the past by shooting your consciousness off into space. There has to be something on the other side taking it back in. And unless we build that, we can't do that. So, time travel will not necessarily be... I don't know, like, going back to the past will be very specific. There will be one specific point in time where we will possibly be able to do it. It will be very complex i would imagine because going building these receivers you with that in mind you would have to literally ex you'd, you'd have to be prepared for people to come back into them and i feel like if they were you know people who were building time travel ship would probably know that so hopefully we would have you know spares for whatever fucking scientist or whoever you know wants to send their ship back i'm assuming it wouldn't be just willy-nilly people firing shit off. I'm assuming it'd probably be difficult and expensive. But I think it's possible. But I think it's not just... It's highly unlikely that we'll be able to travel in the past as it currently stands. But I believe that traveling to the past will only be to a certain extent. However, back to my original point, I believe that time travel will be more of an existence within extremely long-distance stellar travel. When humanity, if it exists longer than... It is currently slated to, I, I, I guess, humanity maybe not even existing. I believe that human consciousness, or just consciousness in general, will continue to propagate 
I don't believe that humans exactly will be around very much longer, which I don't see that as being a whole negative. I believe that we shouldn't necessarily be afraid of AI so much as we should be afraid of AI taking the place of real intelligence. Because AI is an extremely beneficial thing as far as uh, the, I guess, proliferation, proliferation rather, of technology and the advancement of technology. So I think it's what? Is it a. The year 2045, we have. Uh, I just saw that skip. The year 2045, we are slated to reach a singularity where our technology will be more advanced than we are currently able to make it, and it will start to create more te- technology more advanced than we are capable of. Therefore, there will it will there will be some sort of rampancy, essentially, where robots will be making smarter robots than people. Our best hope is that those robots will be chill, and they will figure out how to help uh, human consciousness be placed into robots. And I think that it's unlikely, to be honest. Um, I think that, objectively speaking, if we were looking at how a robot would think, a robot would see humanity, organic matter, um, just life in general that isn't uh, synthetic and objective... They would view organic matter as temporary and therefore likely useless. So whether humanity itself exists doesn't seem highly probable once that happens. So I can see why people are a little bit afraid of it. However, uh, I think it's just some. It's just it's, it's just evolution, guys. We're constantly talking about how humans are the top of the fucking feeding chart or whatever you want to call it. Once robots take over. Uh, we're we're probably not even number two at that point, honestly. Because, you know, we're going to go back to the fucking wilds. Because we're not going to be able to live in the cities. You know, robots are going to fucking put us back under the fucking jungle, dude. We're going to be in the jungle fighting fucking wolves and shit. And I don't know about you, I can't fight a fucking wolf. Give me a sharp stick. Give me fucking, I don't know, nothing, dude. I'm not going to fight a fucking wolf. So I think we're going to lose our number two spot even, dude. I think we might be. We might still be in the top ten, but uh, I think we're kind of fucked. How does this all wrap into time travel? I'll come back to that. Byron, Tyler, going to need this. If we are able to transmit consciousness through wavelengths faster than the speed of light, which, again, by 2045, maybe not, but by the year 2100, sure, I believe that's possible. You know, if we're able to make human consciousness get into robot bodies, which that is one of the theories that we should be able to do, I doubt that they will let us, uh, they being the robots, and the rich probably also won't just let everybody do that. Which is fair. I get it. They have that rich lizard blood. The fourth generation been through all the fucking natural disaster lizard blood. Seen every great flood lizard blood. Fucking goddamn Rockefeller lizard blood. You know they'll get they'll become the rich like they'll become the fucking they'll be because they've been around the longest. They've been around since the beginning of the world because they got that fucking lizard blood, and that's fine. 
you know. You gotta you gotta give it to our creators. They were there. They they probably know some wild shit. Why do you think they all fucking participate in like dark rituals and there's a uh, there's an element of the occult in almost all secret societies. The occult is an extremely important part of being an elite. It's everywhere. And to not acknowledge that is it's just disingenuous. You know, it's it does it it obviously sounds crazy to be like, oh, they worship the devil and drink blood, but then they then they do that shit. Maybe not well, maybe not worship the devil or you know drink blood, but like the occultism that exists within elite societies is prominent and documented. I don't know why I said that word so weird, but it exists, and I think that people that don't look into it uh, have every right not to. But I think the people who mock those who do are lying to themselves and they're they're refusing to do research and they show that they're stupid and they shouldn't be you, like if somebody disagrees with you on that front and says that the elite don't participate in occultism they're objectively wrong and you shouldn't feel shamed by those idiots wow that sounds very prolific that's not the right word of the word i can't see words Prolific was used incorrectly there. I'm sorry. I'm trying to sound intelligent while I'm rambling on about fucking... I don't think I've made a coherent goddamn point. This goes all... Okay, this all goes back to the fucking point that if we're able to transmit fucking consciousness through goddamn wavelengths, we'll be able to travel through space, which is technically time travel because of time... The li- the space-time continuum or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Space-time is curved, which if we send things in a wavelength that are not curved, which again, possible... We would technically be time traveling because we would be cutting a path through a. We would make it. We would be making a linear path out of something that's not linear, therefore making it time travel. Bang. How likely are we to see any of that? Anybody that's listening to this podcast is zero percent chance. Well, no, maybe not zero. Like, point zero 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 one repeating or some shit. Like, so so fucking low and not impossible. Uh. I don't know, there there could be some fucking cool kids out here that find my podcast and make it to, I don't know, 2060, and they're like, oh, shit, time travel's real as fuck now. I can go to fucking Mars. Because that's the other thing, too, is um, that's where things are going to get really spooky, guys. People don't really think about this on the front of... Pe- people don't think about the expansion of humanity in the... You know, they when we think of the expansion of humanity, we we are very limited to Earth in our thoughts, for the most part. Nobody considers that once we are able to become cyborgs and we can live in the vacuum of space, we can travel long distances without needing resources, food, so on and so forth, and we've solved the energy crisis likely at some point. Well, maybe not we, we being the robots. Once that is all solved, and we could just space travel, it'll be like a brand new expansion. It w- it'll, it'll, instead of, con- you know, conquering, you know, continents suddenly we'll be conquering planets and the neighboring systems you know we'll have shit on mars we'll have shit on you know fucking pluto because we we won't have you know issues as far as the weather goes and any sort of issues that we do have we will have some sort of circum like way to circumvent that i keep saying weird words really weird circumvent point being time travel is going to be real as shit reach a certain point Time travel isn't real yet, but it will be.
And see, this is why storytelling is important. Because I would have never thought of this dumb shit if I didn't read fucking Magic Treehouse books. Magic Treehouse travel when I was like, I don't know, fucking eight years old. Of course, I didn't think about it as crazy as much as I did now. Or have any of these sort of, you know, I want to call them sophisticated thoughts. But they're really just more the inane ramblings of a dude who has a fucking desk job and too much time to think. But my my point still stands. The, these kind of thoughts don't just come from nowhere. They're, they stem from parts of society that come from literature. And literature stems from storytelling, which came from oral tradition, which is, yes, oral tradition. That's the name of my uh, band. Jesus Christ. But I, I hope that if you're listening to this, you understand where I'm coming from and that I'm not batshit insane. Well, I, I am batshit insane. But I'm not violent. That's uh, that's a fucking plus. Uh, I, I'm happy being crazy in the way that I think that our government's run by lizards and that one day robots will be everywhere. I think that's an acceptable way to be crazy. I think it's fun. doesn't hurt anybody. It might. I don't know. Fuck. I don't think I'm hurting anybody. Definitely not helping. Uh, I could do better in that regard, but... I don't know. I think it's it's the world is too fun to live in a world where shit is real and isn't real. You know, I used to be I used to be a pretty staunch atheist. Never really fucked with God. Even from a young age I was never really super into the whole God thing. God to me was a fairy tale. The same way that, you know, Santa Claus, Easter Bunny, that whole thing. It was just adults playing pretend. And that's the way I saw it. You know, when you find out, I literally, like, I, I believe my distrust in, you know, God and Christ, or whatever you want to call it, all that stemmed from, A, I wasn't really particularly raised religiously, and B, when that trust of a fictional, non-existent creature, being, human, whatever you want to call it, is dissolved, you know, when somebody says, when you, when you slowly realize, oh, Santa Claus isn't real, and you look at all the evidence and all the hints that you get throughout growing up, you know, like, oh, like, you know, even in cartoons, when they start sowing that seed of doubt, like, oh, I believe in Santa Claus. And it's like, well, if you have to believe in it, then it's probably not true. You know, if you have to put your faith into something, then it's, you know, you can't see it. You know, what makes God different than the Easter Bunny? The answer is not much, to be completely honest. Um, God was also an oral tradition. But going back to my point, oral tradition doesn't just come from nowhere. Ghosts and God and mythical beasts don't just come from nowhere. They come from storytelling. They come from people experiencing a common link. There are, in every, every, every culture... I'm pretty sure, you know, maybe not every, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, there are, that everyone, but I, it's there, I'm assuming that there are infinitely more cultures that have some version, their own version of a ghost than there are that don't. I mean, fuck, Catholicism has the Holy Ghost as part of their Holy Trinity. And, and Catholicism is old as fuck, guys. I know that's that's a super deep thought. Catholicism is old, but really though, 
every culture has some sort of entity, some sort of spirit. I'm pl- I, I'm not particularly well versed in religion, but I if I recall correctly, uh, there's there's always some sort of mention of an apparition or some sort of object talking to them, some sort of otherworldly communication. And this exists all over. In nearly every religion, there is some sort of communication, which, again, obviously, it's fucking religion, so there's something that exists outside of it. But, point being, the fact that they are all connected in that way really speaks to the possibility that, you know, there there might be something. I think there's something. I don't know about life after death and all that. I don't necessarily believe that it's life after death. I believe that death is a part of life, but consciousness is like matter. Matter cannot be created or destroyed. Why can a person's conscious thoughts be created? Or I guess not necessarily created. That's That's the other fucking scary thought, guys. All your thoughts are are synapses and experiences based on intake that you, as a, like, meat machine, have experienced. The fact that I'm talking to you right now, the fact that I'm able to make these words is all built up because of shit that happened to me. Not bad. I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm fucking traumatized. I'm just saying, like, shit that happened made me the way I am. You know, I could have, you know... I could have talked to the person to my right instead of the person on my left in kindergarten class, and bang, like my life would have gone a completely different path. I don't know exactly if that's you know where it would have stemmed, but I'm just saying how you get to where you are is based on a very specific path and series of events. I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. Probably some sort of hard determinism route. Hard determinism fucking is the one thing that makes me sort of skeptical about life after death because hard determinism is the idea that you know going back to my point about uh, matter cannot be created or destroyed and that our thoughts are technically matter because they're just synapses firing electricity electricity is technically sort of matter i guess everything is matter i don't know i don't know science i know bro science but hard determinism is the idea that when the big bang occurred and life was set into motion. Uh, all life was set into motion with no real ability to fluctuate. That being so, you know whether whether you're looking at your right hand or your left hand and you're moving it, you have no real decision in that happening. That that was destined to happen from the minute the fucking Earth exploded. And that was just supposed to happen. That's our determinism. I don't really know if that's what I want to believe. It is a thought. It is a logical uh, perspective to have, I suppose. It's about the closest you can get to being scientifically disproving something. I don't know. It's it's a weird concept. I, I think that it's, it's a valid thought to have I think that if you know if you're if you fuck really hard with hard determinism it's it, it's a it's a valid way to thought that was that was where my atheism particularly stemmed at first 
I didn't. I I I was just like I mentioned before. I was questioning God from a very early age, and I never really gave it much thought. And basically, growing up, everybody just told me, "Be a good person, and you'll be, you know, saved." And I was like, "All right, that's that's fine. I don't mind that." So I was, and I and I still kind of abide by that. But to me, that felt more like a karma type situation or maybe like I don't know like I said I don't I don't know world religions that's a blind point I have I need to do more research or just any research I suppose I never really took any religions classes because again I hit my teenage years pretty staunch atheist didn't want to listen to anything about God then got a little older had some things kind of go down not bad things just things you know life experiences made me question some shit that happened made me start thinking a little bit more and I just you know I stopped making my I stopped I stopped not believing in things I guess it kind of and that, and that's why it circles all back to the point I think that you know storytelling is important you know do I really believe in werewolves and like you know vampires and all that fun stuff I want to. That's uh, that's. I'll put it that way. I want to believe. You know, and it, it sounds very X Filesy, but it it is. It's a very good way of putting it, in my opinion. That you know, whether or not you actually believe, doesn't mean that you can't, you know, have the ability to believe. You know, obviously, <laughs> the evidence that werewolves are real, is very limited, if uh, if any. But I, I'd like, to, I'd like, I think it'd be fucking tight if werewolves are real. That being said, uh, my friend had a interesting date, and she was ninety percent sure that the guy that she was talking to was a werewolf. She was listing off a bunch of reasons as to why this guy was a werewolf, and the more and more that she mentioned things, it was kind of hard to believe he wasn't a werewolf. He was busy on the full moon. That was a pretty big strike, for sure. Um, he prefers his meat, like, not very well. He's on a keto diet, which is kind of fucking, you know, again, keto's pretty fucking werewolfy. He's got a beard. He's large. I think he's a fucking werewolf, guys. I think there's some werewolves out there. And if there are any werewolves that listen to this podcast... Hit me up, and cause I I'd love to be a fucking werewolf. I don't give a shit. Fucking bite my arm, bite my neck. I don't give a fuck, dude. Just make me a fucking werewolf. I don't know how I fucking got here. This has been just one riotous transcript. God damn! I need to stop trying to sound like I'm fucking intelligent. I'm very very dumb. I do have a lot of fun when I do this, though. I like I, I like to pretend that I sound smart. It's very fun for me. Hope it's fun for you guys. Cause like I mentioned before, I don't know what the fuck's going on. But I think that if you listen to this podcast, you're probably about it the same as me. You want to believe in fun shit because it's more. When you realize how boring the world really is and how fun other things are, in compared to the world that you're currently living in. You want to believe that sometimes impossible things can happen. 
I want to believe that the war that not the werewolf Jesus that the robot apocalypse is going to happen and the time travel is going to be possible but only like all that stuff I believe it. Because why not? What what am, who am I going to hurt? What am I hurting? People talking about how we need to save the planet. Why? Objectively there's no real reason to save the planet. We're going to die. All of us are going to die. And I don't mean that to be dark. I mean we're just all that's a human fact. Humans Every single human has died. That every human that has lived has died. So we all will die. And we've killed Jesus. How many species? And how soon? Humans are a plague. Oof, that sounds scary. <laughs> um, no, I just mean that um, humans haven't really done that much for the ecosystem on Earth, other than the possibility of creating robots. And as I mentioned before, I don't think robots are going to give two fucks whether or not frogs stay alive. I don't think they're going to give a shit. Why would they? Unless frogs... Because, I mean, if you're a robot, you can't get diseases. And organic things aren't really going to solve most robot problems. Uh, I mean, I only mean organic because I'm like, you know, flesh and blood. I don't know if fucking carbon fibers and all that shit is technically organic. I just mean, like... I guess, I don't know, I guess, oh, yeah, I guess carbon fiber would technically be organic, because carbon, or organic just means that it's made of carbon, so technically, a carbon fiber robot would be an organic being, and carbon does break down, I don't know, maybe they'd have to figure out some way to, like, stop the breakdown of carbon fiber, because, I, mean, I don't know, maybe they'd find something, maybe they'd find something stronger than carbon fiber, Calcium, I guess, is not technically organic. Uh, they could maybe figure out how to grow calcium. May have like weird tends become like, I don't know, like robot bugs. I guess if they have like weird calcium fucking exoskeletons. Bugs don't have calcium. There's something else. I think bugs are keratin. I might be wrong. Keratin's what fingernails are made out of. I feel like that's chitin. No, it's chitin, not keratin. Bugs have chitin. I don't know what chitin is. Something. Jesus Christ. Well, I was going to talk about storytelling, and then I talked about robots instead. That's fine. You know what else is fine is punandgame.com, or you can go find such podcasts as Fun Pun Gaming, Who Gives a F and Not Worth the Time, as well as my other podcasts that I do with Eric Bridges, Monster Jamboree, and, of course, the one you're listening to, The Grove, where you might find another Minnesota coming out of me relatively soon. Where I talk about fucking something other dumb shit than this. This was fun for me. Hope it was fun for you. Hope you guys have fun with this one. Let me know. Or don't. I just hope you had fun. Because this was a lot of fun for me to just be able to talk about whatever. I do like robots. I do like this. I think that people are cool. I just think that robots are going to kill us all. And it's not a horrible thing. All right. Y'all are tight. Peace.